Welcome back, Seahawks fans, to the newest episode of the Seahawks Nest Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan, joined today by the Ryu to my Ken. It's it's Brett Hancock. I almost said Kevin. It was so close. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> hey, it could have been worse. I could have, you know, let's, let's, what are we going to call Eric and uh, Kevin since they're not here? Kevin is Dan. You can't do any worse than calling it Ryu from Fortnite, and, so I'm and, sorry. And Eric, and Eric is Sean. <laughs> yeah, Sean's pretty bad. Sean, Sean, Sean was supposed to be a joke character. Is kind of actually not that bad, but but he's not he's not Dan. He's not as bad no. as Dan. No, okay, the Seahawks played a football game this week. Mm. So I'm gonna give a little background here. Um, I w- I was playing. Um, I was at an event on, uh, and I was. You know, out and about, so I couldn't watch the start of the game. And then I looked at the score, and I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be painful. I won't watch the second half now. I'll just watch the condensed film later, mm-hmm. and I'll just have just the condensed. It will be fine." And then I went to look. So I go to the, go to watch the condensed mm-hmm. yesterday, and I'm like, "Oh my god, the condensed is 43 minutes still." Oh yeah, <laughs> I made it about 10 minutes into that condensed, and I was like. Hey, what's going on? Do you need help with anything? You know, oh, dinner, laundry, uh, you just, know, backing over me with your van in the driveway. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, just paint, just max pain. So anyway, uh, let's let's just start. Let's go drive. Let's go drive by drive. Uh, start off the first drive. <laughs> wow. Uh, we'll, we'll just go a little drive highlights. Sure. Uh, for this is the first drive, the Bears do throw J- Justin Fields out there. They bring they bring Fields mm-hmm. out, and uh. That actually goes kind of good at first, but then we the drive gets killed. Or we we uh our fourth our third down stop gets killed by a neutral zone infraction mm-hmm. by Daryl Taylor. And I think penalties was low key a story in this game. We had a bunch of uh false start penalties, a bunch of other penalties uh, that that really hurt the Seahawks throughout this game in a way that made me I don't know frustrated. I guess it's just it just was very out of character, the missed tackles, the penalties. Uh, these things are things that normally um, I don't feel like the Seahawks miss a lot of tackles. I don't feel like in, in our history, we, we ever are close to leading we, penalties has been a thing in the past, especially costly penalties. Um, and that we had a costly penalty in this drive ends up. Justin Fields gets his team into field goal range. We do, we do bend, but don't break. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's not too bad. Uh, they end up uh, with just the field goal. So at this point, I'm not feeling I'm not feeling too bad, right? Mm-hmm. It's not too bad. Then we come out, false start, <laughs> hurt yep. by Cross. Uh-huh. The first of three, I think he had. Uh, then Homer, then Homer run, mm-hmm. uh, dump off throw, and then pass incomplete. Was it past the sticks? No, I don't, that, no. That, no. Yeah, it's not short passing complete short of the sticks. And I can't blame you for having a brain aneurysm that, you know, suddenly kicked in when you saw just, that three yard pass on third and 15. Just so. brutal. Like the mm-hmm. that first drive, I was I was like, oh, man. So I think we had legitimate excitement about about Drew break Drew ugh, Drew Locke starting this game. You know, yeah. Could, why, why would we be excited about Drew Locke? It has a hose. Yeah, because he has a hose. <laughs> Of course. So that so, sounds so much like Eric too, by the way. Has like, a hose. <laughs> so yeah, we were excited about about Drew Lock. We're excited to, to see him. And then 
he gets COVID. He was running with the ones this week, but yeah, he gets COVID. And now apparently the COVID's hitting him hard too. He doesn't have like, he's not having the, the, the easy mode. Like, you know, some, it's like rank. I feel like it's like roulette every time to how bad it will be Mm -hmm. depending on the person. Right. You know, you you could, some people have a easy time. Then some people it's, you know, so if locks out for a long time and we might be stuck with Gino week one, that might not be like a chance of true, which is not great. Anyway, Bears put in Trevor Simeon. Uh, they and then they they just run with this guy Ebner a bunch of times. Uh, I've I've never heard of of T Ebner before this game. Have you? Nope. You big you big T Ebner guy. I am not um, big on most of the Bears Trest, roster. So Trest, Treston Ebner. I know this is like when when you need Kevin because he'll be like, Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I studied. <laughs> Tristan Ebner played for Baylor and he was was so good and all this stuff, but they, they use the running backs. So here's the thing about the bears is they used really bad players in this game too. Mm -hmm. Not only did the bears like the bears are bad anyway, but they played their like dirt tier backups. They didn't play. We didn't see David Montgomery. We didn't even see Khalil Herbert. Mm -hmm. He might've had, he had one carry. Yeah. He played in the first drive with, Fields. Yeah, he had one right, carry right. for seven yards. And then after Fields left the game, Herbert was also like, all right, I'm out too. <laughs> so, I mean, this is a this is not a top heavy roster either. Um, their starters are almost uh indistinguishable from the back end of a uh, mediocre NFL team. So that that was kind of some insult to injury for me. So yeah, so then Trevor Simeon leads a nice punt drive. Gino comes back with another three and out. Um then the Bears come back out and they they drive down the field until they punt again. I mean, it, this are wait no, they scored a touchdown. Trevor Simeon throws past two uh, two yard touchdown pass. Mm-hmm. At this point, we're down uh, 10, 10 nothing, and I think at this point I wanted to turn it off. I was like, that's enough game book for me. Then Gino comes out again and leads another nice uh, short drive after after homer had a really nice run to start the drive to 33 yard run yeah gets us into chicago territory and then it's like dj dallas run dj dallas run gino smith uh pass gino smith pass with the penalty and then dixon punt it's like i don't know i just and the penalty again just the worst time for a penalty fourth and two they came out they went no huddle they get 12 yards like they actually do something good for once we were aggressive on fourth down they didn't went no huddle to keep Chicago off balance. Like I was like, I love this. This is great. Right. Um, of course, penalty, penalty on Gabe Jackson. That's another thing is it, it feels like our best offensive line is out there, so we should be dominating in the trenches. And then on some level, we are like the right. they're 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 not allowing very many pressures. There was three sacks in this game, but Pro Football Focus did not credit any of them to the the pass blocking thing. Uh, but isn't that Gabe the Jack- entire philosophy is that like, hey, we should be able to run simple concepts and just blow you off the ball, right? And that's like not happening. And that's like really concerning. And the run the run blocking was not there. That's another thing is I you I would have expected the pass blocking was good, but when you're pass blocking for Geno Smith and then eventually oh, Jacob Eason. <laughs> oh, oh, that's gonna Which, happen. What the average depth of target in this game was like two yards. These guys, we were there was no deep deep throwing. No, just it was un. And not only was it uh, not well executed football with all the penalties and the missed tackles, it was nearly unwatchable 
just from like an entertainment standpoint. Like, mm-hmm. if you're gonna suck, at least be fun about it, right? Well, like, no, they had that magic sequence where they where they turned it over uh, because they fumbled the punt, and then I, I think they had like three or four drives back to back where they fumbled it or or something. I don't remember, but yeah, you know, I guess like special teams failures are not are not nearly as exciting as like a butt fumble or something. So I see your point. And there was that there's that stretch where we like went three and out back and forth, like four drives in a row went three and out us back. And this is in the third quarter where it's like we went three and out, then they went three and out, then they we went three and out, then they went three and out. We just yeah. passed. We just kind of passed the ball uh, back and forth right there. And then eventually, yeah, the Seahawks, uh, what do we we closed out with? a We got a field goal at the end of the third quarter and then in a touchdown mm-hmm. with a two point conversion in the middle of the fourth quarter. And um, boy. What an exciting just, football game! I'm just, I'm I'm gonna skip ahead a little bit because I really just can't can't talk no, about it. That's much fine. More. Yeah, I mean, I was just gonna talk about you know thoughts that transition into you know like next week more than the actual right. game. So let's let's go, Gino. So let's start. We gotta start with Gino. Okay, okay. I guess if we have to, sure. Gino's Gino's average depth of target was six yards. Uh, he went ten for eighteen, but mm-hmm. three of his passes were dropped. Uh, one was batted at the line of scrimmage. So those don't really sure. count against him. His adjusted completion percentage is 81.3%. And he was much faster out the gate in this game. 2.59 seconds time to throw. Pete Carroll said after the game, we need other guys to give Gino some help. And I actually tend to agree with that. Uh, yeah. Gino Smith is in a situation here where he cannot possibly look good. Why? Because he's throwing to... Aaron Fuller and Bo Melton and Freddie Swain and these guys who are just either not NFL caliber players or barely NFL caliber players. And so in this particular situation, it's really difficult for me to think, oh, yeah, he's going to have an awesome game because he is not the kind of player who elevates subpar talent. That is not something Geno Smith's ever going to do. Now, if Geno had DK and Tyler playing in this game, could he could he have moved the ball against the Bears? Probably. I think so. Yeah. And right. and I think it's it's really easy to just be like, "Ah, oh, Geno sucked. This game was this game was boring because the Seahawks are trying to figure out who the th- who is our three receiver or four receiver or five receiver. That's been going who, on five or six who, years, man. Who who <laughs> who's gonna which of these two running backs is going to make the team, right? right? Like that's the stuff they're trying to figure out right now. And it sucks because we also are having embedded in this search for who, who are our bad, who are our bad play uh, players going to be, who are our end of roster players embedded is this number one quarterback battle, which yeah. is rough because these guys are going to look different in the regular season. And I know it's really difficult to, to watch Geno Smith go out there and throw to some of these cats, but like, that's not what he's going to look like when he has DK. That's not what he's going to look like when he has Tyler Lockett. Well, but do you think the problem is that like, that really tells us nothing like, okay. So if, if they rolled out a limited what, playbook, what, because they what I think, Sorry, go ahead. I, th- I think their goal was to get a point of comparison that was similar. So like Gino played last week with the, ones and i'm putting that in quotes this is the the fake ones uh and then he was okay right he wasn't great but Mm -hmm. he was okay and then this week drew lock was going to play with the 
the quote unquote ones. And then that would give them a direct point of comparison, right? Like we've seen Gino with these cats. We've seen Drew Locke. Did Drew Locke elevate them a little bit? Because that's the thing is at this point, we know what Gino Smith is. He's a guy who doesn't elevate anyone around him. He's like the 30th to 40th best quarterback in the NFL. He's solid, but unspectacular. Um, He could feed DK and DK could have good stats, right? There's this is, that's, that's who Gino, that's who Gino is. Uh, could, could Drew Locke be the kind of player who elevates the players around him? Absolutely. That's still on the table, right? Yeah, yeah. There's a chance that he goes out there and he's slanging it to Kevin Cassis. He's slanging it to these guys and making them look really good. He's he's making Freddie Swain look like an all pro, mm-hmm. right? That is a possibility. I'm not saying it's likely because I don't think it is likely. I mean, We've seen it maybe once in our in our lives with with the uh, Ryan Tannehill situation, right? right? Well, I maybe think, if you want to go farther back, Rich Gannon. Yeah, I mean, we've I seen think, it a couple times. I think the most frustrating part too is that, like, so say we see that, and then the board doesn't fall, or we don't get a quarterback, right? If Drew Locke's the 18th best quarterback in the NFL, but all of these rookies this year develop, right? Which we were going to get a chance to see, like. And I know you guys have talked about this, but I'm I'm cool with running it back. You know, it doesn't have to be, you know, X, Y, and Z. And so to have to wait another week and or or longer and another right, to start to start answering the, the Drew the Drew Lock question. Right. And like I get why they don't especially now with you know with COVID, I get why they're not just saying, Hey Gino, we know what you are, Drew Lock's gonna play, because they wanna build it up, right? They want Drew to get that confidence, and I think it's a great plan. Having but him win, just, having him win the job is a confidence builder. Even yeah, if, and then for even him, if it's just right. close and, and then for him to be gone and for us to be so spectacularly bad, where I don't remember the 2010 team being this bad during the preseason, or and yeah, yeah, you can say it doesn't matter, doesn't matter, but obviously Pete takes it seriously enough, right? And man, they just they stunk so bad. So it's just kind of like a well, I don't know. It's not doom and gloom. It's just more just sad that. I feel like we didn't learn anything because it's not like Charles Cross having a bad game is like, Oh, we better start looking for a new left tackle. But it's like, yeah, just, just a mixed bag all around. Um, all right, let's go. Let's go to the offensive line. Cause I think this sure. is where the, uh, the excitement is right. A Lucas looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, Phil Haynes and Gabe Jackson both did a good job in the passing game. Uh, I I'm very curious to see where that goes. Uh, Damian Lewis got hurt, which sucks. Yes. Um, it might it might mean there's that that Phil Haynes and Gabe Jackson thing is not really a competition anymore. It is just those are our two starters now. Who would their backup be if that was the uh, their backup like backup guard? Probably Jake. Probably Jake Curran. All right, yeah, okay. It's probably going to be like would likely be the backup unless you're like a big uh, Greg Island guy. He he did have a pretty good game in this game actually, Greg, Greg sure. Island. Um, and then uh, Dakota Shepley, also someone who has a little oh, yeah, bit of position yeah. flexibility. Okay. Uh, Charles Cross, other than the penalties, mm-hmm. looking good. The yep. penalties were killer, though. Definitely shooting himself in the foot with the uh, false start penalties and stuff. He is strong enough to to you know not have to cheat on that. And five penalties is way way too many. That's a lot. Um, that's just, that's more than the rest of the offensive line combined. Were, any, the of were any of them holding? Uh, none of them were for first downs or, mm-hmm. or, um, took away, took away a first. Well, that's good at least, but, but I mean, oh, wait, wait, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. No. So anyway, what does that little one mean? I don't know. <laughs> Charles cross 
Charles Cross, uh, yeah, he he needs to know the snap count or whatever. I don't know what was going on. If he was just unsynced with Gino or right. was was expecting Drew Locke this week and their cadence is really different. Something just, was off. Something was off. It was. I don't know. I just I feel like it it created this kind of this this feeling where it almost made me think that they really aren't taking the season seriously. You know, especially when Pete says like, well, these aren't the guys that are going to be out there. It's like, well, that's obvious. But at the same time, you know, don't you want to try and backfill the last 20 spots on your roster? You know, it's so it's, it was just weird. It left me feeling kind of weird about it, but yeah, the offensive line. Sorry. I, I saw that Blythe played a lot, which continues to be uh, unspectacular. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how to really feel about him. Uh, Tariq Wollen and uh, Tariq Wollen, Michael Jackson, and and uh, Kobe. Kobe. All looked all looked uh, all looked pretty good though mm-hmm. on the defensive side of the ball, which I was really happy about. Do you still think um, Tariq Wollen's a year away? Are they just going to redshirt him this yes. year? Okay. I I think, especially with the way that's. Uh, that we're seeing like Michael Jackson play pretty good. Mm-hmm. I think Michael Jackson has been pretty surprisingly really solid in this yeah. preseason. And I think has a really good shot of being a backup cornerback. I would guess they'll slow him down. They won't, mm-hmm. they don't want to send Tariq out there to just get burned a whole bunch. Right. Uh, that, that will, that will stunt his development. He'll pick up some bad habits trying to press or whatever. So my, my guess is that they will go ahead and, you know, kind of work around that pass rush. Once again, uh, two sacks, not a, not a ton of pressures. I'm wor- I'm starting to worry about the pass rush because mm-hmm. this is, you know, you can say like, oh, this the starting secondary is not playing, especially the safeties. The safeties we're throwing out there are. Uh, we're not going to see. Sure. I I, uh, I don't even know if any of these guys will make the roster. Like Blair, man, if he keeps missing tackles like that, mm-hmm. what do you have? Four missed tackles in this game, and then the tar- the bad penalty too. Yeah, that was rough. Like just. A- just a rough performance from him. I'm with you on the around. pass rush, though. I'm starting to wonder if their great retooling is simply not putting, uh, not putting defensive linemen into coverage and saying that they're going to run a lot more three four. Because it's kind of just like, okay, so you keep them on the line, but like, is it any better? Because it's kind of right. We're not we're not putting defensive tackles into coverage, but like, yeah. But if we're not getting home to you know towards the quarterback, what difference does it make? I uh, know it's kind of, I mean, and I mean Harrison Ford played in this game, so mm-hmm. the defensive the defensive front did get a little stouter as well. Sure, and I don't think we got we I don't think we saw like any exceptional results because of that. Uh, I'm more I'm I'm a little I'm I'm not panicked yet. I'm not you know it's we're not at DefCon uh, one or anything. We're still yeah. At the, do you still think he's a higher DefCons? But do you still think we're hiding a lot of the stuff? It's very possible. It's very possible that there's there's uh, going to be some like layers uh, kind of unraveled as the season gets to start. Right. But I really want to see one of these pass rushers pop big. You know, I want to see a guy get with the like Mafe did last week. Mafe had two sacks, and I was mm-hmm. exciting. I was like, this is a guy that's probably. But then this week he comes out, he misses a couple notable tackles, he doesn't get any pressures. Uh, I he got targeted in the pass game and gave up a pass. Like I I don't I didn't wasn't. Oh yeah, great, uh, Boyamafe. Like Boyamafe was was a zero in this game, and that's going to happen because he's a he's a rookie. I think we're just relying on a lot of guys in our pass rush who are very unreliable. Yeah, and it's going to lead to a lot of pain. There are going to be weeks where Mafe and uh, 
Rick Taylor and Nwosu are all getting off, and they're it's gonna they're gonna look like world beaters because they're all really good athletes, right? Like really really good athletes, right. but they all are inconsistent and have significant weeks weaknesses. There will be weeks where they are total zeros, and if it all happens in the same week where all three <laughs> of them are a zero. We are going to get killed that week. Yeah, that's <laughs> the thing. There's there's quite a few game scripts where I can tell you if you should watch past the first quarter, right? If we fall down 21 nothing, don't just just turn it off, right? If we need the pass rush to reliably, you know, keep a game close, probably not going to happen. But yeah, they're they're definitely going to lack for consistency, which has been true of the last what the how, however long it's been since we had Frank Clark, you know. And that's Something they're gonna have to, you know, have to figure out, I suppose. But yeah. So did you see this at the at, after this though, they released five players. Mm-hmm. Uh Joel Igbunwe, uh Bubba Bolden, Cade Brewer, Matthew Gotell, and Elijah Jones. I think that the linebacker was the really the only player that I thought I think people thought had a chance to make the roster, but he had kind of a bad performances with the two missed tackles yeah. in this game and uh, probably led his way off the roster with them thinking that maybe, you know, Tanner Muse or uh, not Joel DeBlanco, Vi Jones. Vi Jones are, mm-hmm. are more viable options uh, in the middle yeah. of the field for us. But I think Vi Jones has really overperformed the Seahawks' expectations. Right. Or maybe they um, actually are serious about uh, putting uh, Jamal Adams down there in a in a hybrid ha- spot more. Have you have – you, have you noticed with uh, with Vi Jones that they've been kind of putting him in uh, in different spots, mm-hmm. uh, inside linebacker, uh, right side, left side? They've also been playing him, and in the second preseason game, they played him outside linebacker some. So he's been like on the line in the box. There's kind of I think they're kind of feeling him out. What do we have here? This is a versatile player. How versatile can he be? Because right. you know, I think that's something that this team values in their special teamers slash. Uh, defensive guys they they want they really value can we use this guy in an emergency in a really weird position if we have to Mm -hmm. um that's the the uh the the Belor special right the Belor the Belor special can we use him in a bunch of different spots if we really have to right if we're if we're really pressed and uh, vi jones is passing that test i feel like right now yeah and they i heard somebody say i don't remember who it was that uh, they referenced Pete said they felt like they weren't a 53 man team anymore or something. So yeah, I think that speaks to your point too. Um, which, you know, bo- I guess is a thing. I'm not sure how much it moves the needle, but the bottom of this roster is developing, right? And yeah, it's, I think so. It's all over the place. And Damian Lewis. Okay. Uh, I'm looking at it. Schechter said it's a lateral sprain. Uh, ne- X-rays were ne- uh, negative. So should be, should be good oh, to go for week good. one at that, at that point. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that guard competition develops. You know, Lewis Jackson and and uh, our beefy boy. Where's the beef? Um, they've all, they've all, they've all, uh, they've all got pros and cons to them, right? Yeah. Phil Haynes, Phil Haynes, I feel like is the one that's playing the best. Phil Haynes is playing the best, but is not getting the opportunity because he always seems to get hurt right when he's about to get his right. his real shot, right? Yeah, I mean, if he can, if he can continue, you know, to play, I think. Uh, it can only help what we want to do, you know. I mean, having having Phil Haynes out there moving people around is certainly gonna, you know, help our running game. But you know, again, right? Is it gonna move the needle? I don't know. Is Phil Haynes a needle mover, Nathan? Answer me. No. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Do you see? 
You seeing shades of 2011 Seahawks here? Not quite. So that's that's kind of been a storyline this week because people are saying they see shades of the 2011 Seahawks, which is the 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 emerging Legion of Boom. Yeah, that team that team went uh, seven and nine, missed the playoffs. Tavares Jackson was the quarterback. Um, they started off the season really poorly. They were two and six, I think. Something and then, like that. Yeah. And they, ripped, they ripped off like five or six wins. They were seven and seven. They gave us all a little hope that they might make the playoffs. And then, then they lose the last two games by like, like the right at the end of the game. They did. Yeah. I think, I think they were close. I remember the Cardinals game. We were out of the playoffs the very last week. So it was hard to remember much, but I don't, I don't know because a lot would have, I mean, they have Diggs, who's older, right? They have, right. So, so our week one roster, we will look different. You know, we'll have DK and Tyler on offense. Yeah, yeah, which, I'm just which, saying. Which like, tilts the field so much. Right. And then on defense, we'll have Jamal, we'll have Quandre, we'll have the uh, right. We'll have the Artie Burns and Sidney Jones, which, you know, say what you want about those guys. They're probably better than what we've been uh, throwing out there at this point. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I like the 2010 compare or the sorry, the 2011 comparisons maybe. I just don't like Chris Clemens would be our best defensive lineman. Right. So it's like it's hard to think the defense will be as good as it was. To, I don't know. It's tough. And it was such a weird transition. I guess like for for it, this to be like 2011, whoever we draft a quarterback next year is just going to have to come out of the gate, you know, just just like with jet fuel right, in like, their veins. Right. Because like or else we're going to be in purgatory for a little bit. Right. Which isn't yeah. bad. I'm not. You're not. Thing about next year's quarterback draft is there are like five or six quarterbacks that people think very highly of in next right. year's draft, yeah. and and many more that people think could be Joe Burrow level late risers, mm-hmm. right? So there's two that, that I mean there's the, there's the two top guys Stroud and then um, yeah. man people are gonna people are gonna drag me for not for not having this stuff memorized yet. But, uh, Bryce Young. Bryce Young, exactly. Yeah. So Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, those are the t- top two guys. But there's other guys like Anthony Richardson and Will Levis that mm-hmm. I think people think extremely high of. And there's other quarterbacks that that could be risers at the end. Um, the Miami of Florida guy, Van Dyke. You know, there's guys like that that could, through the process, really work their way into the top 15 as well. So yeah. I'm, yeah, mostly, I, I'm mostly I asking. If we didn't end up with a quarterback. Nef- I would be year. too, but I'm mostly – ask you because i was just trying to bust your chops but like you know say we're in the top five right which seems mm-hmm. probably kind of likely to be honest but like what if they what if they don't go quarterback you know what i mean what if they go an edge or um i don't even like who else would right. you even or take that picking, high we're picking if you're picking first overall and we pick an edge and sure. that, that is definitely a yeah a possibility i don't i just yeah, that 2011 question is good, though, because it just – it kind of feels like – it felt like in 2011 we didn't really know we were building something, if that makes sense, but we also didn't have players of DK and Lockett's caliber. You know, I mean, Doug Baldwin was good and Golden Tate was good, et cetera, but it just – things just kind of seemed to snowball really, really fast in that offseason, right? So it's kind of – I don't know if I see that happening again just because of the roster makeup, but what are you going to do? Um, it's, and I think too is, is the linebackers. Like I don't, Barton is not the guy. Uh, and then Brooks 
is great. Don't get me wrong. And he will make a big difference. Do you think some people are saying that we might be in on Roquan Smith? Do you think there's any juice there? Is that a possibility? No, because they've done, they've, they've been very consistent when they said, Hey, you know, we got away from our core, you know, we got away from what, from our beliefs and they haven't made any gigantic trades. So I think, I, I think those days are done. Not that he would command a gigantic trade, but they seem 100% committed to using draft picks on guys who are, you know, going to play here for five years. Right. So no, I don't think they'll even mess with it. I think they're like, yep, it's Brooks and dudes on the outside. Like that's our new, like, like that's our new strategy. So I don't know enough about Roquan Smith to tell you if I think that's good or not, but you know, do you uh, remember that play in the early in the game where fields tried to run and triple and chased him down and pushed him over? Yeah. I think I like that, that, <laughs> that play is like the, the, that's the that's the play where you watch Trey Cohen and you're like, dang, that's what could he be, right? Mm-hmm. That he could he could be he could be anything. He could be so 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 good. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to it's hard not to think about players like that, right? Because not every roster has a Tariq Woolen, right? Who is you know showing he's kind of showing the signs. So it's like, you know, what if he is good and what if Trey Brown is good, right? That would certainly solve a lot of problems to have two high-level starting corners because we haven't had that in a while, right? So it's kind of, yeah, I guess you can kind of see the pieces kind of falling into place there. But And then Kobe as well, right? So yeah. it's a hard game to talk about, by the way. I'm like, really? It's, <laughs> it's tough because, I, I mean, like, I, I want to be – optimistic i do think that the direction of the overall franchise but what i'm this is what i'm worried about i'm worried that the if the sentiment turns internally on the team how ugly it could get i'm with you yeah because like i i felt this last year a little bit when i started to kind of really in my head think man i think i think russ and this whole thing is is gonna come to blows it was when Pete was just kind of like, yeah, losing sucks. I've never been in this situation. And yet Russ is just like, oh, yeah, you know, we're just going to get back there. We're going to grind. I'm like, dude, these people are not with it, right? They're not on the same page at all. But, yeah, like I'm with you. If 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 something shakes, like a big, you know, whatever you want to say, right? I don't even know. Just some big front office drama. And we're going to be four and nine or, you know, five and ten or whatever. I think it'll get real. It'll get really ugly. Um, because I, to, I want to say they won't do Pete Carroll like that, but at the same time, I don't, I don't know if Jody Allen the, really cares. The sentiment, it's different because the, the sentiment in Detroit, like let's look, let's look, look at a different franchise. Sure. Okay. The Detroit Lions, Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions last year, they did not have a good season. The team was losing. The team was not super good, but the sentiment around the team was still extremely positive. Mm-hmm. Because I think that the people around the team and the people involved in the team really feel like Detroit has been is building something and they just look better. The hard thing for the Seahawks is no matter what, they're probably going to look worse than they did last year because yeah. they do not have because they do not have Russell Wilson. Absolutely. Like but I don't the, I don't believe the sentiment, the whole... it's it's hard to think that the sentiment will be positive if the team is going to look worse right like the team is just gonna absolutely like the perception is reality thing is totally gonna bite us now does that mean that 
you know, that they'll make changes, you know, like who knows, but yeah, like I'm with you. I think my most likely outcome is that the defense is actually surprisingly good, but Jamal Adams isn't great. So people are just like, and you know, we're going to lose, right? Some, some 12 to six games or, or whatever the heck. And people are just going to be just nuclear, right? Just like that 2011 season, those 20 to 17 losses. Oh yeah. And they'll be like, Oh, we would have, we would have won this with Russ. And it's like, you know, I don't even know what to say to that, right? Because he's not on the team anymore. Um, but yeah, and I just, I think that's why the rookies need to play good, right? Because if they, if they can be like, hey, you know, Charles and Abe were, you know, were out there, they played good, and even the ancillary viewers see that and go like, yeah, they definitely did, right? Like that will help. But if they're injured or inconsistent. And they're like, man, this is what you got with our first draft hall post Russ, right? Like, I think that's when stuff goes really, goes really south. Or like if Kenneth Walker just doesn't even play, right? That would be bad. That's why I think, you know. Yeah, that Kenneth, that Kenneth Walker surgery could be trouble if Rashad Penny can't stay healthy. Yeah, because right? I mean, you know, like, obviously, obviously running back is not a premier position, but it still is to, you know, the morning talk shows and you know, the things that get the clicks, right? Like people want to talk about like the running backs of fantasy football. So if, if all of these negative things start to build up around the team, right? Um, yeah, it could. And I'm with you though. That would, that would be very sad, right? Like, I don't want that. Like, you know, I'm a big Pete guy, right? Like, I don't think we're going to be 13 and four or anything, but at the same time, if we're really bad, I, you know, you got to be like, hey, man, it's probably it's probably done, right? And you would hope they would, you know. Uh, I think the goal. What's the goal number? Like six wins. You think six wins is the is the goal? Like, what what do you think they they got to have a number in mind? Like they're, yeah. they're like, okay, we got to win. We want honestly, to win. I eight, mean, obviously, they're gonna, they're going to try to win every game. But eight wins, eight wins, and a lucky ish birth into that seven that seventh spot there's where no, they, where there's they know no that... chance this team makes the playoffs, Brett. I'm going to push back on that. This is not a playoff team. We, I think I've seen enough to know that any kind of significant injuries is going to make this one of the yeah, worst if... teams in the NFL. Yeah. But you asked so what the we would have, though, we would, I'm saying, we would have to have the best injury luck of all time to make the playoffs. Right, but I'm saying awesome. that their goal is to win eight games and to make a, and to make somehow get lucky and make a playoff game. Cause those are very good for perception. They will get absolutely curb stomped by a number two seed, and they know that. And that's what I was so, going to say. Like so they something know I would, I would, something I would tell them though is like you want to set reasonable goals for yourself. Oh, you can't, sure. you can't. I mean, you could say like we're going to take it one week at a time. We're going to try to win every game. But like overall, at the end of the season, when you look back, you want to see. I mean, if their goal is just we want to be competitive we, on a week to week basis, I think that is fine, and I think that that's a very achievable goal for this team on yeah. a week to week basis. We just don't want to get blown out if they lose. If they never lose by more than I don't know two scores, then I, I would consider this season a success. Even yeah. if we went, even if we went three and fourteen, if we were just never getting blown out, I would be happy with that. Right. Yeah, I can but, agree whoa. with that. Well, what Sorry. happened? Oh, there is a gigantic spider that I'm trying to kill, <laughs> and I didn't. It's on the floor. Um, now, yeah. now it's gonna it's gonna find you, Brett. It. You know what? It is, and I'm kind of terrified now. But um, no, yeah, I think. <laughs> Right. So I think I'm going to revise what, what you said with mine. They don't want, they don't want to win eight games and have, have all their losses be by 25 points. They don't want that. Um, 
so yeah, I just think, which I don't know, man. I I go back and forth. It's like before the Bears game, like a week before, I kind of had this realization where I was like, yeah, man, this team could really suck. And it made me really sad, right? Because it made me think of like, you know, seeing DK with like, you know, 400 yards in week 10 or something. Like, you know what I mean? Just some like, God, this. That, that, that 1 million yard stare on the sideline. Yeah. Just like, this is just, this is just the worst because in a lot of ways, like that 2010 and 11 or sorry, 2009 team, they just didn't have that much talent. So it's like, Oh yeah. I mean, it sucks to lose, but at the same time, I feel like it's worse when you're just like, man, we know how good these players can be. Right. Like, and just to see it all just going so poorly is very, um, I think it's worse, but it's, it, it's been a while. So, you know, Hey, maybe I'll been a while. Yeah. Maybe uh, I will have changed and I'll enjoy losing. I don't know. Though the tackles, uh, it is kind of hilarious that we have two like, seems like we finally have two good tackles and, and uh, Russell is gone. Yeah. And Russ is gone. <laughs> Cause it seems like we could never get, I mean, I don't know. I thought shell and, yeah, and, uh, um, and Dwayne Dwayne Brown was like a, a good tackle pair. I thought those was I thought that was one of our better offensive lines, and and apparently he he hated it enough to start the uh to start the process to get to get the hell out of town. But um, all right, well, I feel like I've done it. I've had an I've had enough of this game. You get ready? You ready to move on? Yeah, it was bad. It was just like a bad right. dish that you and, paid and too get, much for. And guess what? Uh, Kevin and Eric will be back before the, the Cowboys game, so we don't have to talk about that one. Yeah, you guys better uh, hope that we don't lose because they'll just bring me back on again, and I don't think you want that. All right. There are many ways to support the Seahawks Nest podcast. Uh, we're doing double episodes this week, but the, but just on the wrong days. But the best way to support us, head over to patreon.com slash Seahawks Nest, and for as little as $1.24 a month, join the Discord, come talk to us during the game, vent your frustrations. We also are frustrated with the way that the offense moved in the first half of that preseason game. Uh, thanks to Emmanuel, Andy, Brett, Cooper, do it all for the Tucci, Evan, Floctimus, Greta, James, Jost, Lucas, Rad Dad, Nikki C, Ryan, Timothy, Tom, Astro, Blake, Bob, Casey, Brett, Brett, find, found the spider, Daniel, Got David. Him. Let's fuck, sorry, let's go. <laughs> whoever's name you just called, that was the reason that I killed him. So thank you, whoever right. it was. Thank you, David. All right, Foles, Jay, Michelle, Mike, Mike, Richard, Thomas, Warwolf, Brandon, Nick. Oh my God, I'm dying over here. So I don't know sorry. if I should. I, I like kind of want to edit it out because it's so loud, but also I, I kind of want to leave it in because it's so funny. I had to oh, make oh. sure. I had to make okay. sure. Uh, Brett, I said we'd do like a special uh, movie club esque thing for you this this day on this fine day of our Lord. Mm -hmm. So here we go. What we're gonna do is we're gonna make a tier maker. Oh yes, I love these so much. Uh, fighting game franchises. Oh man, you all right? All right, you ready? Yeah. Yep. All, all right, yeah. so we're gonna come up with a tier maker. We're gonna make a tier maker for fighting game franchises. I'm gonna try to skip ones that I think I don't know a lot about. So that means probably most people don't know a lot about them. Mm -hmm. And uh. And then uh, maybe we'll circle back to him. So we'll start with we'll start off with let's start off with a classic my Street Fighter. My answers may surprise you, by the way. Street Fighter. Uh, S. Easily. Street Fighter S. Okay, I was gonna say S or A. It that I, I like to be super exclusive with mm -hmm. exclusive with the S tiers. Street Fighter is sure. is one is one of the goats. Biggest uh, reason they reinvent themselves every game. It's iconic. I mean, I could six I could keep going. six does look really good too. Oh yeah. 
Um, oh, six is six is looking is looking fresh. I'm uh, pretty excited about six. All right, let's go to uh, another classic everyone loves: Super Smash Brothers. Ooh. I'm thinking I, A. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, thinking a nice solid A. I'm thinking A because it's so it's so hard to parse out the competitive side, which they don't want to acknowledge until recently, right? With the like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a cool party game. It's I guess kind of, you know, because it is complicated, but, and there's been some duds. Uh, Brawl was not good. Brawl was not yes. good. Yes. And some, yeah, some, some of the games have been, have been less than stellar. Yeah. And some of the games have, are close to, I wouldn't say they're solved, but like they're, they're, their meta is pretty stale, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, so, it's impressive that they're playing it competitively 25 games or 25 years later, but at the same time, it's five people competing playing right playing and it's, competitively 25 years later and may and melee like how many times i gotta see uh how many times i gotta right. see uh anyway there's something i forgot to do when i said street fighter that's okay oh, um yeah. anyway so <laughs> anyway uh let's go let's go over let's do mortal Kombat. that's when everyone All knows right. i was gonna say this answer may surprise you that that's gonna be an a it's a, it's a, it's right on the a b line for me i'm sorry man mortal Kombat one two three oh that whole era and four is it's, it's awful. They really it they're feels bad. like they, they yeah I was gonna say they released the same game like so many times in a row. Yeah, they're bad that games. I, I feel like you have to penalize them even though the more recent games have been very good. Oh, nine, ten, and eleven are aces. And even if you're not into fighting games, like and if you miss those games, you should go back and play them. They're just they're just I'm, great games. I'm gonna I think I got we gotta punish them for the how how bad yep. those early games yep. are. I think I we was, gotta go B. I was already yeah, you I'm I'm not gonna fight you on that. I was thinking B, but I didn't you know, man. I think the recent games are pushing them towards A, and if they can continue yeah. that the way that they they've been going, uh, I think they could be a. a oh, yeah, plus, those three D games for PlayStation Two were were just broken trash. So All right, let's do let's do a little anime trash. Let's get let's get some anime trash in here. Guilty Gear. Uh, a only because many of them are so complicated that they're like just impenetrable for most people, and uh, it wasn't until Strive that they really. The Kinda. thing about Strive is it's still as complex like Guilty Gear always is, but yeah, they they made it accessible with really good tutorials. Right, and I think too like, and it, it just caught the zeitgeist finally, like in a yes, way that it exactly. had had not in the past. Um, the Guilty Guilty Gear like it had in the past it had so much trouble like really being getting caught caught catching the the right. the wave well, or whatever right. you want to put it. Well, it's hard to it's it's hard to catch the zeitgeist when you're like, Hey, what if a fighting game, but it's this guy who just really likes heavy metal who doodled a bunch of stuff in his notebook in high school. And also it's insanely complicated and hard to get into. Right. It's kind of like, maybe, maybe, but with strive, it was finally like, okay, cool. Yeah. I get it now. Right. Like this is really fun. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to say B, but I wish it was a, if that makes oh, sense. We're moving it down. Yeah. I think, I think B is fine. B or a, it's definitely if, up there. If this right, was Bla- just strive, I would be an a solid blaze, but, blaze blue. Uh, see, just like, it's just not for you. I get that they're fun and they're good, but yeah, it's just not for me. It's like too generic. It's too generic anime characters for me. So, so the thing about Arxis is like they've completely moved into this the, this these three D fighting games right and mm-hmm. Blasblue's like their like their two D fighter so th- they might not ever make another one of these or it might be a really long time yeah. this these games are much 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 how many times should I say much should I say another as, time as many as you want buddy 
much more popular in this specific <laughs> game is much more popular in Japan. It, yeah, yeah. Blaze Blue was more played in Japan Japanese arcades than Street Fighter Four. Yep. The last place, but that's that. in that is insane to me, right? Because, like, I mean, everyone loves Street Fighter 4, it's like yeah. it's 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 in the it's goaded. Uh, Blaze Blue is more played than that. This is a very uh, they I don't know if they they will make another one just because of that, but yeah, it's it's just okay to me. I don't really like care about any of the characters, is the problem for me, yeah. It it's kind of exactly. like it kind of just looks like they like took a bunch of guys from from Persona and put them in a in a circle. And uh, then I'm like, okay, well, right. I don't know. I don't care well, about any of these. I mean, Whereas, like, Skilty Gear's characters have really wacky, like, wild, um, like, absolutely. just silhouettes and, and the way they look. And the size of the characters vary so much. You got Faust in there. He's, like, right. a oh, super yeah. tall and skinny. And then you've got, like, a guy carrying a coffin and he's gigantic. <laughs> you know, it's, it's all this stuff. These characters are just out of control. Whereas right. Blaze Blue just feels very, um, well, the most recent Blaze Blue was the, was the cross tag, which had characters from persona in it. And that was the most that I've cared because it was like, Oh yeah. Like these characters are cool. Right. You know, and yeah, then you look sucked. at that game was bad. Cross tags on here. And I would, if, if you just put cross tag on here, I would say D like it Dude, cross tag game, is not good. Yeah. I don't know what they were going good. for, but they kind of missed it. But yeah, you know, it's, uh, yeah, they can't all, right. all be winners. They can't all what do you think winners. about, what do you think about DBZ fighters? Whew. Um, I, uh, good. Game. I like, I like fighters and I'll tell you why. Okay. Um, it has the, the, the dragon ball system's really cool and super unique to this mm-hmm. game. Uh, where you can collect the Dragon Balls to do something like really epic, and it can cause like really great moments. Yeah, you know where you where you're like about to lose, but then you can bring the homie back, and now you've got a whole character, you got a whole bar to like uh-huh. yep. to to get in there and do stuff. That's cool. Also, it it's very accessible. Um, it's an it accessible I, it's accessible IP. Like people love Dragon Ball. Mm-hmm. It's also accessible from a different perspective, which is that it's 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 doesn't require compl- complex inputs to do right. cool stuff. Um, I, a lot uh, of games, a lot of games are they require you to do a lot to to um to to complete a combo. Like if I'm a complete combos in Street Fighter, I got to be able to go like medium punch into Dragon Punch into into maybe a, a heavy kick or low mm-hmm. low kick, right? Mm-hmm. And then I, I mean now I'm completing a combo. Whereas like Dragon Ball Fighters, I can do the combos with just pushing buttons. I don't have to do all these directional inputs or anything like that. It's mm-hmm. it's it's very it's very uh, simplified. So I, I think that's really cool. I'm gonna let you put this wherever you want because I agree. But I have a I have a quick Dragon Ball story. The best I've ever felt because you know I used to go to as many monthly tournaments as I could, right, and as many majors as I could. So I usually go to like two majors a year, right. And this was Dragon Ball's first major at or first time at Combo Breaker, which is like the second most like popular tournament, right? And Combo Breaker's in Chicago, correct? Yep, yep. And so again, it's first time here, right? So people are gunning for this game. And this dude rolls out with his whole crew. I mean, there was three or four dudes watching him in pools against me. And all I had 20 minutes in this game, but you know, I have good like fighting game basic knowledge, right? You know, like what am I supposed to do? You know, like what are my mix-ups that are good in this game? And if it wasn't for a couple of drops, I would have smoked him. And I was just like, man, like, that's awesome, right? And that, and that I think, speaks to the game's quality, too, right? Because, you know, it's just, it is it is pretty easy to learn where even somebody bad at fighting games like myself can, can you know, give a dude who took it seriously a big a big run for his money. I so, put yeah. it in, I put it in B. I could talk, be talked into higher or lower. Uh, I would love, to, I'd love to hear what in the gaming channel on the Discord what people think about oh, yeah, man. Uh, DBZ Fighters. Uh, dead or Alive? Oh fuck! Uh, I'm gonna say, 
I'm going to say D, mostly because their DLC costume packs are a travesty and make all fighting it's, games look look shitty. So fuck that franchise. This this game is pe- for people too much swearing, but this is Sorry. this is uh this is this game is for people who want to play dress up dolls in a weird way. Sure. Like I I I don't I don't get it. I don't I never have understood. The gameplay is not it's like it's like a horrible Tekken. Uh if if we're talking about Pretty like much, the actual yeah. gameplay. So let's go to Tekken. Tekken. <laughs> uh Tekken. S. S. Whoa. Story's great. All Story the, is great. All the FMVs are great. Near, nearly every game is 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 playable, but I feel like some of them are a little too samey. Does that make sense? It does. They're not always great. Five and five and six were kinda eh. But since Tekken 7, Tekken 7 is just amazing. It's so good. And it's so uh fun to not- watch. Yeah. I'm not going to down to A because I know All we're right. going to overload yeah, the S category in a second here. All right, uh, Injustice. Uh, oh, man. Uh, the, si- the single player content in Injustice is so good. I'm going to say A only because everything around sound design and how things feel when you hit somebody is really weird to me. It's like little is- action figures like plinking against each other. There's no way I'm putting this in a higher tier than Mortal Kombat. So I'm going to put it below Mortal Kombat. Okay. Because because I just the, the, I just think Injustice and Mortal Kombat, I feel like, share a lot of similar DNA to absolutely. me. Absolutely. Like yeah, in terms absolutely. of the gameplay. And I would just, if you ask me which game is better right now, I would say Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. So I'd have to, I have fun. to put Injustice in the tier below that. These games are very popular, though, and I do think they're very fun. Like I, I think I, they I, are deserving of their popularity. They are good games. Brett, I'm going to hit your soul here with the Soul Calibur. Oh man, um, I don't like Soul Calibur. Hot yeah, I was gonna say C only because I can't figure out if Soul Calibur was was ever good. Um, because it's like correct that is the game though Soul Calibur two where people are just so convinced that this is the crown jewel of fighting games, and I'm like, um, I mean, bro, a lot, a lot, a lot's happened since it came out. Yeah, and exactly. uh, three, four, nah, nah, that ain't how about, it. How about Virtua Fighter? D C. I'm gonna go. Yeah. I'm gonna go B because it's different. It's really interesting, and they. I don't like, like Virtual Fighter. I'm gonna put it in C just to. That's fine. To, yeah, you can. Mess why do you me. like it? Why do you like it? Why do you like it? Why do you like about Virtual Fighter? I think it's it's really interesting. There's no fighting game like Virtual Fighter. Like like that's just like that's just how it is, and I it's just think so, it's, it's so simple. It is, but it's hard to figure out why there's like no secondary mechanics in this game like there's true, true. nothing ever going on it's just so boring i don't know how they made five of these it's this is horrible. the thing i bother this it's is the thing that bothers me about this it's like not fun it's not <laughs> good like they they just keep remaking five over and over because they don't know what else to do fair I, enough i don't know like i'm um, like when did five first come out? Like 2006. Yeah, a and long they time and, ago. and the new and the Virtua Fighter Five uh, Ultimate Showdown came down what last year? Came out last year. Like they just keep making the same game for 15 years. I'm not going to reward that kind of behavior. And there's, like I said, there's very little gameplay here. There's just there's not that much going on. It's just punch you, kick. Yeah, you're not wrong. There's low a high lot, heavy light. Like yeah, there's just there's a lot of. Do you know this insanely? Uh, weird and rare mechanic that or uh not uh, not mechanic but you know like setup or sequence of moves or whatever Mm -hmm. and uh yeah that i think that's probably one of the most divisive games on here because there's people who love virtual fighter oh you want to do you want to do a divisive series yeah uh king of fighters king of fighters 
I'm gonna put it in A because it's the hardest single player. <laughs> SNK games are so cr- cruel to, I'm gonna to, say, the, yeah. to, to the player trying to play single player, which I'm is me. Say usually. B. Because I I know they're good games, but I've never cared about a single King of Fighters character ever. So I feel like if you just like fighting games and the characters and the movesets and the functions, like you probably love King of Fighters because it's supposed to be pretty sweet. But I just I can't watch it either. I watch it. I'm just bored by it. And they've made so many of them. Right. It's like. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Well, you don't like any King of Fighter character, King of Fighters characters. You don't Terry, like Iori like or Terry or Rugal. Like Terry like Bogart any- and May. There you go. Like I like them. I'm just I have no I have no reverence for them. If that makes sense. Yeah, and I guess I guess some of those characters are from Fatal Fury too, right? Like the Terry yeah. is from Fatal Fury, which yeah. that's another thing that's weird about King of Fighters is like it's kind of like um there's a lot of characters that are in these games a lot that are just from like the Essex. Basically, SNK has slowly condensed all of their games into into King of Fighters. Yeah, over time. Just for the record, I don't, you know, I don't wish any of these games, uh, you know, harm or or a bad go of it. But yeah, just a lot of them are just not for me. So. Uh, Killer Instinct. Uh, oh man, uh, B because if I have to hear one more person try and tell me that any game before that remake in 2016 was good. I'm just gonna keep those those that first game two KI it's, games. It's like Mortal Kombat. It's like Mortal Kombat though. You yeah, gotta punish yeah, for yeah, how exactly. bad those other games are. Uh, Killer Instinct, when it got to season three, was my favorite fighting game of all time. And, but those first two Killer Instinct games are so 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 bad. But the characters are cool, so that that definitely keeps it uh, strong in the running. Marvel versus Captain. <sighs> uh, I'm. I don't know, man. I'm. I'm probably gonna say. I'm gonna feel like a poser, but I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say S tier. It's S or A for sure. Yeah, it's just one of the most iconic fighting games of all time. Two is absolutely. But the thing is, Infinite really sucks, and three is not great. Um, three feels like incomplete. Like I know people will stand on the table and be like, "No, man, people are finding new tech in that game." Still, I'm like, "Nah, it's not. It ain't like that." I'm gonna put it in A. I think okay. it's just it's it's just it's it's very close to S for me. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be the tear breaker. I think between I think we're gonna put one more thing in S and then that's it. Oh, really? um, what is it? Oh, okay. You want to go to the next one? Sure. Here, do you want me to go to the one that I think we're gonna put in? No, S? no, no, no. Let's go in order. This is great. Um, Skullgirls. Um, man, I'm gonna say B. <laughs> I haven't really played Skullgirls, so I'm gonna have to lean on you for this one. It's B it's, or C. I, and from yeah. watching it as a spe- from a spectator's point of view, it's a B or C. It's crazy how long they've been updating this game. That's what I was gonna no, say. Yeah. With no with no like real up, there's no real new games. They just keep putting effort into this older game, which is right. cool. Well, I think. yeah. It's like, well, like the head developer was uh, outed as like a abusive jerk. And they basically said, hey, okay, well, we're just going to buy this IP and we're just going to update the game and keep putting content into it. And it's like, wow, that's that's kind of incredible because, yeah, the game was not very popular. So yeah, and it's, it's super old too. what it really released in 2012. Then this is yeah. not like Virtua Fighter where they're just re-releasing the same game over and over to try to get you to give them money. Right. That's they're their actually game. they're actually like just updating the one game from the beginning, yeah. which is cool. It is. Um, uh, OK, uh, Samurai Showdown. Oh, 
Um, now that they put rollback netcode, or they're going to in the latest one, I'm going to say B, or else I would have said C. I think I think we got to put it in C. Yeah. You think it, it can't be? It's not better than Blaze Blue. It's different. It's I different, like, but I mean, I, I just like, like I, I just don't like it better. Yeah. I think it fits. Very weird, very weird franchise. The thing about the Samurai Showdown is the Neo Geo one, the OG, mm-hmm. is like an an awesome game for the time. It exactly, was yeah. it was so good for the time, and the characters are so i like iconic and distinct. You know, you got like what's the little girl that jumps up into the bird? Um, but like, the, you it's got gonna bother me. But yeah, it is gonna bother me too. But um, like the and then you got Homaru, the the guy with the sword. You know, the, mm-hmm. these characters are just really unique and they've they've really stuck around for for years and years and years um yeah i think and then what about the guy who just the delivery man you know that that's something i always loved is this game just has like a sense of humor to it that other games do not where the delivery man will just pop up in the background and throw like a chicken at you so you can restore your health and and like that that kind of stuff is is wild stuff like that Um, matters it's it's like they would never put that into a modern fighting game, but it's such a it's such a relic of its time. And the newer games, I don't I don't really like they're like the best in best in class anymore, but they are they are good. And so, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, what, like the, what's the most recent one? Twenty nineteen, I think. Yeah, right? yep, yeah. They're 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 still working on it. It was a fun game, but with horrible netcode. So by the way, Nakaruru. I always liked uh, who's the who's the huge dude like the like. I have a soft spot for like morbidly obese like samurais. For some reason, that just seems like I don't know. That's your, that's yeah. your, that's your lane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my lane. So all right, all right. Um, this is the last one I I thought for sure you'd want to make sure to include, and then we can like speed run a bunch of other ones. Yeah. But uh, so the Capcom versus SNK. Ooh. Uh, I'm gonna say B because those S. games. Yeah, I S. know. Dude, it's I my want... favorite. It's my favorite. Capcom vs. SNK two is is my favorite fighting game. I so. want to love that game, but I just I don't know what it is. The groove system is so awesome. It, it is. It allows you flexibility to play like a bunch of different ways, which I think is really cool. Um, the game the game is um has such a cool cast of characters, so so unique mm-hmm. um to to it. I I don't know. I just think it's it's a really great game. I have a lot I mean, of recency bias because I like watching you know active high level you know big player count tournaments and like Capcom versus SSK2 mostly has been figured out at a top level so that really bums me out because I want to like everyone more, just, everyone if that just makes wants sense. to yeah Blanca is like really good in this right, game yeah it's like and the then, only game where Blanca is like straight up OP like Blanca sure. sucks in every game but this game he is he is so good in this game you don't have to play Blanca. Yeah, that's um, the thing. I mean, you could like you should just play who you like in in any of these games. But I'm talking, you know, like, if you like take you the... could play like you could play like like I think if you went like Sagat, Bison, mm-hmm. Sakura, mm-hmm. uh, you could you could you could hang with a with a Blanca player and not play Blanca. But it'd be hard. There, I, you're right. There is like maybe 15 characters that you really can play at a high 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 level. Yeah. Um, Dark Yori, Guile, Cam. Cammy's really good in this game, which is like the character that I play in this game. Um, 
as my anchor. That's and always she's, she's very very good. In this yeah, game. we should bump it up then because any game where Cammy's good is a is a good game. So. All right, maybe we put Marvel in S and Capcom versus SNK in A. Sure. I'll, I'll I'll allow that because right. that's what you wanted. But right. I will say I think I think S, I like Capcom versus SNK too, too especially. Uh, Man, you're gonna make me play that game now. So, um, so thank you for that. I have it, so you can borrow it. Uh, okay. Um, the rest of the stuff on here is stuff I have never I've never played or uh, some like like Arms and uh, a bunch of anime stuff that I don't know anything about. Uh, Power Rangers, Pokken, uh, Persona Arena. Multi versus S tier, but not really. The rest of those games are fine. What a what a what a um what a thing to do to put LeBron James in a game with that you're gonna put Gandalf in. That cer- that certainly helps, man. It's uh so it's weird. very, very weird. Oh what about Mel- what do you think about Melty Blood, Brett? <laughs> uh I don't know. I I have no opinion on it. I've never played it yeah, and I've right. only watched I, it. I've only watched it like twice. Some um, people seem to really enjoy that game. That is my entire opinion of Melty. Have Blood. you played the have you played the Power Rangers? The the Yeah, it's okay. One? It's okay. It's I feel like it's too if you're really good at this game, it's too easy to do like the the like get t- touch of death infinites and stuff mm-hmm. where you're just getting you're just getting like destroyed and that that really uh, made it not fun for me so that's my opinion on that game i can agree all right with that. if you have a uh, favorite fighting game you want to tell us about uh, head into the discord uh, for brett for uh, kevin and eric we'll see you guys next week uh, go hawks <laughs>